You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Falato on Football here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nick Falato, and week 18 has culminated. It is over, and one of the best games of the season was the last game, Sunday Night Football. The Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders, where the Raiders defeated the Chargers 35-32 to in overtime. There were three different overtime games in this slate. All three had playoff implications. That is just awesome football right there. But before I dive into some of these games and briefly talk about the situations and the upcoming playoffs that we all get to look forward to, maybe I should start with the absolute disgrace we know as the New York football giants who lost 22-7 to to the Washington football team. Luckily, they lost because they're purely playing for draft position at this point. And luckily, the Seattle Seahawks upset the Arizona Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona, because that also allowed the Giants to move up one spot with that Chicago Bears pick. So that's another, I guess, one thing we can look at in terms of this 2021 season right now and say, well, at least the Giants right now own the fifth and the seventh pick in the draft. And that's what it's going to be. It's set in stone. The regular season is over. And as I record this right now, it's right after Sunday Night Football, the fate of Joe Judge, I still do not know. I would not be shocked if he is let go. And by the time you are all listening to this, he is gone. And I think I lean in that direction right now because over the last... I would say three months, so a good vast majority of the season when we knew that this was going to be another lost season, I was under the impression that Joe Judge would be retained and that he would be given a third season because John Mara, Steve Tisch, and Giants Brass didn't want a revolving door at head coach and that Joe Judge had the locker room and he had all of these things going for him. But the caveat to all that was if the bottom falls out of all this, then Joe Judge would more than likely be let go. But it would have to be, you know, egregious. It would have to be 2017 levels of embarrassment. Well, guess what? It was. And it has been. The Giants haven't won a football game since they defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 13-7. They lost to the Dolphins 20-9, the Chargers 37-21, and those 21 points were questionable. Purely garbage time. They only really had 7 points in that game. Lost to the Cowboys 21-6, the Eagles 34-10, the Bears 29-3, and now Washington 22-7. And I have to say, and I'm not being hyperbolic here, this is by far and away the worst offense that I've ever laid eyes on right now. This New York Giants team. And I think there's a lot that goes into that. Obviously, Joe Judge has to bear some blame there. I think the lack of investment Along the offensive line from Dave Gettleman is a big reason for that. Yes, injuries play a factor, but everybody's dealing with injuries. I think the fact that you're using Jason Garrett's antiquated playbook with somebody who is not Jason Garrett right now also does not help. 
And we've seen poor execution, questionable coaching. We've seen everything from the top down, from mistakes by ownership, from poor drafting, poor personnel investment from Dave Gettleman, questionable coaching and what seemingly was an unprepared team at times in certain situations from Joe Judge, which is something that is uh, not to be expected from a character like Joe Judge. But it doesn't seem like Joe Judge is going to be long for the head coaching position here. We will see on Black Monday tomorrow, as you guys are listening to this, the fate of Coach Judge. And in this game, we saw just some really peculiar play calls. Now, the, the sequence backed up on the goal line where the Giants ran two consecutive quarterback sneaks on a second and 11 and a third and nine. That's not something you see too often in the NFL, and everybody is ripping it, rightfully so. I thought it was an embarrassment. But at the same time, I do look at that situation, and I say the Giants have no faith in their offense right now. There's no faith whatsoever between from the quarterback to the offensive line. They attempted a pass on first down. It was incomplete. I believe it got knocked down. That was to Elijah Penny. And then they follow that up with a false start. That's another indictment on the coaching staff because I feel like little mistakes like that happen quite often with the New York Giants. And then after that, they just wanted to give the punter more space, which you're never going to win football games playing that way. It's ultra conservative and it's not conducive to success but neither is really allowing Jake Fromm and this offensive line to throw backed up when you have a team like Washington who's going to pin their ears back. So I don't like the call from Joe Judge, but I see that this team in general, this New York Giants offense, has nothing going for them. And that the Giants and Joe Judge, they viewed it from the sense that we're only down 3 nothing. I think it's more likely that we punt the football, rely on our special teams, and rely on our defense than rather trust this quarterback and this protection to get us out of this jam that we put ourselves in after an incomplete pass on first down and a false start penalty. And I think that's that's that situation. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's an embarrassment. But I think that's the train of thought right there. And that's kind of been the entire New York Giants offense since Daniel Jones got injured during that Eagles game. Now... It's wild because Daniel Jones, to me, hasn't necessarily proven to be the franchise quarterback. I think that is a fair statement. But now we've seen this offense without Daniel Jones, with Mike Glennon, with Jake Fromm. It is significantly worse with those two individuals than it was with Daniel Jones. We've seen it with this porous offensive line. We've seen it just fail time and time again. And I don't even know what the Giants are going to do going forward. And it doesn't seem like, according to Jay Glazer, that Giants ownership is 100% certain on if they're going to fire Judge right now, which is insane to me. How do you not know before this game? How do you not know if you're going to move forward with Coach Judge or not? That is, if that report or statement by Jay Glazer is true, that's horrendous on the part of the Giants' leadership. If they're not certain about their head coach, then they should move on. They shouldn't be going back and forth. This is a serious decision. You're trying to establish your franchise as a winner. You can't just be flaky on whether to fire a guy or not. What the heck are we doing here, New York Giants? That's something I just can't comprehend right now. And in my opinion, since Dave Gettleman is on the way out the door, the Giants should allow the new general manager to either keep judge or pick his own guy. And let's establish a real chain of command like an actual football franchise to set 
this New York Giants team on a course to victory, hopefully. That's what the Giants should do, but they cannot get it right. They haven't gotten it right in quite a while, and they have been nothing but embarrassing for the last decade, and it's a damn shame. It really is. And we will be talking much more about the New York Giants, the state of the Giants, Joe Judge, anything that happens here on the Big Blue View Network. Go check out BigBlueView.com. There'll be plenty of content and articles and podcasts and everything on all of that. Myself, Chris, and Joe will be discussing it as well. But in terms of this game against Washington, this was just another embarrassing performance by the Giants offense where they literally couldn't do nothing. I haven't seen a team this bad on the offensive side. I do not believe the Giants can beat any team in the NFL right now. I don't think they'd beat Jacksonville. I don't think they'd beat Houston. I don't think they'd beat the New York freaking Jets. That's the state of the New York Giants right now. And there are a ton of reasons why they're there. But it's very hard to argue to keep Joe Judge. It really is. Because what are, what are the reasons you're going to keep him? right now. The fact that a lot of players, according to Jordan Ronan and Pat Leonard, think it would be a mistake to let him go. You look at the on-field product, you look at the wins and losses, you look at the end result, and it has been disgusting. So it's very hard to argue for the Giants to keep Joe Judge. And I think by the time you listen to this, you'll have an answer as to what's happening. Unless the Giants do wait to bring in a general manager and then have them make that decision, which would delay all of this by weeks. But we will see soon. All right, before we dive into everything else around the NFL briefly, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wow. I have to tell you, man, that Chargers-Raiders game was phenomenal to watch. And I don't know what Brandon Staley was doing after the game. So let me lay the framework of this game. So Pittsburgh, so first let me backtrack even a little bit more from there. The Indianapolis Colts were in a win-and-in situation against the Jacksonville Jags, right? So if they beat the Jags in Jacksonville, it's a divisional game, they're in. Everyone looks at this, I believe they were like 14.5-point favorites. Ah, the Colts will take care of it, and the AFC playoff picture will be pretty easy to look at there'll be one spot up in the air between the Chargers and the Raiders essentially and then the Steelers with a with a backdoor chance the Colts end up losing 26 to 11 credit to the Jags defense credit to Trevor Lawrence Marvin Jones LaVisca Chenault Laquan Treadwell and all of these players playing their hearts out in a meaningless game and wow it's a terrible look for the Colts Frank Reich Carson Wentz 
Colts defense and everything. I mean, I don't understand how you blow that game, one of the biggest games in franchise in recent franchise history, and, and you lose to a team like Jacksonville. Insane. But that brings us to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Tyler Huntley at home. It's 13-13 in overtime. Pittsburgh drives to get Chris Boswell in range. Chris Boswell kicks the field goal on overtime to win the football game. So now Pittsburgh is going to be secured in a playoff berth unless the unlikely situation where the Raiders and the Chargers tie. And that's because Pittsburgh tied the Lions earlier in the year. Well, the game's going on. The Raiders have a pretty solid lead. They seem to be controlling the game most of the time. But the fourth quarter rolls around, and that is, you know, the Chargers' domain, Justin Herbert's domain. And the Chargers start scoring some points, and the Chargers catch up. And, you know, Daniel Carlson ends up kicking a fourth quarter field goal, and at that point you start to think, well, the, the Raiders have the lead. Well, not so fast, because the Chargers convert six fourth downs. They lead a 19-play, 83-yard drive that is capped off by a touchdown to Mike Williams. And then they kick another field goal to tie this game up, send it to overtime, where both teams trade field goals in overtime. And the Raiders look like they're almost content to sit on the football. But for whatever reason, Brandon Staley called a timeout right before a third and four. And Josh Jacobs ripped off a 10-yard run to set up a 47-yard field goal that the Raiders kicked. Now, the Raiders could have just sat on the ball, allowed the Chargers to go to the playoffs, the Raiders would have went to the playoffs, and then Pittsburgh would have been out. But instead, they actually put themselves in a position where the kick could have got blocked, anything could have happened, but they kicked the field goal to defeat the Chargers. And I'm just wondering why Brendan Staley called that timeout, because the Raiders were allowing the clock to bleed out. It almost seemed like the Raiders, you know, don't even give the Raiders the opportunity to think about it. But Brendan Staley did by calling that timeout. Third and four, 10-yard run. Next thing you know, Daniel Carlson's kicking a field goal, wins the football game. And the Chargers go home, no playoffs. Steelers get into the playoffs. I just thought that was a wild sequence by Brandon Staley, by the Chargers, and for the or the Las Vegas Raiders, and obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers, who won their game. I mean, who would have thought that this game was almost a tie and that the Pittsburgh Steelers would have been bounced out of the playoffs in that unlikely situation? That would have been insane to grasp if you were a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But now they're going to Kansas City, and that's who they're going to play, which is wild, to be honest. That's going to be a Sunday night game at 8.15 NBC. Pittsburgh at Kansas City, I believe it was 36-10 was the score last time they played at Kansas City, which was just a few weeks ago in week 16, I think it was. And here's the rundown real quick of all of the games this week. So we have two games on Saturday. We have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati. It's 4.30 on NBC. And then on Saturday night, it's New England at Buffalo because Buffalo ended up defeating the Jets. New England did not defeat Miami and it didn't matter because Buffalo ended up taking care of the Jets in that situation. But this is going to be the third matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. And if we look back at some of these matchups this season, I mean, we remember that incredible just wind bowl, if you want to call it that. I mean, I don't even know what to really deem it. It was the game where Mac Jones only threw the football three times and they defeated the Bills 14-10. to That was in Buffalo. And then recently in New England... Buffalo went down there and defeated Mac Jones and the Patriots 33 to 21. That was only th- that was only 3 weeks ago right now. So, these two teams know each other well. It's going to be a really good matchup. I'm excited to watch this game 
to be honest, and that is on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, starts off 1 o'clock game on Fox, Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay. These two teams played each other on a Thursday night football game back in October, and Tampa Bay won the game 28-22. to But it was a competitive game where Tampa Bay kind of took a 28-7 to lead. But Tampa Bay made a bunch of mistakes. They turned the football over on downs, and Philadelphia ended up kind of making it a game late. But Tampa Bay kind of sat on the ball at the end of the game, did not allow Philadelphia to to get the football back after Jalen Hurts rushed a touchdown in to make the score 28-22, to and that's how the game finished. But Jalen Hurts didn't play. This past week, they faced the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles, that is, and they lost 51-26. to That's Gardner Minshew, who is at the helm. But now you have Jalen Hurts coming back against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Mike Evans looked like he got hurt in this game that they won during Week 18. Tampa Bay defeated the Carolina Panthers 41-17, but Mike Evans should be there. You have this Antonio Brown situation, all this wild stuff. Hopefully, Leonard Fournette can get back healthy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then Tom Brady gets the host... The Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts and everything. And then you have San Francisco-Dallas at 440. It's on CBS and Nickelodeon. San Francisco, they won their game this week to get into the playoffs. It was a huge win for the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo playing with a partially torn ligament in his throwing thumb, which was insane. This was the other overtime game. And San Francisco won 27-24. The Rams fell from the sec- what could have been the second seed to the fourth seed by losing this game but since Arizona lost 38 to 30 against the Seattle Seahawks they were still able to claim the NFC West crown but San Francisco getting in is pretty cool man because you know they can make some hay in the playoffs if they can stay on script if they can run the football and play good defense if they can do all of those things San Francisco should be a tough team they play Dallas now Dallas is obviously a explosive offense that has been a little bit hit or miss all year their defense is very very good this season so I think that's going to be interesting and you know, trying to establish the run in Dallas is going to be difficult for San Francisco. It's going to be difficult for anybody, but that's going to be the game plan by Kyle Shanahan. And good luck to Trevon Diggs and the Dallas defense to slow down George Kittle and Debo Samuel, who are absolute beasts. And then we have Pittsburgh, Kansas City at night. I think that's going to be a, a slaughtering where Kansas City is probably going to do what they did just a few short weeks ago against Pittsburgh, but it will be Ben Roethlisberger's actual last game because Pittsburgh squeaked into the playoffs because the Colts just... Colts just couldn't beat the Jags. I mean, that's just insane. And then we have Monday night football, playoff football, which is awesome. That is Arizona against the Rams. These two teams have played each other this year twice. They split the matchup with the Rams losing to the Cardinals back in week four, 37-20. And that was at home. But then remember Monday night football, just a few short weeks ago, the Rams traveled to Arizona and defeated the Cardinals 30-23. to The Cardinals have been a, a just a, a strange team because they started off 7-0, and then they lost one, won one, lost one, won one, lost one, then they won two, and then they lost three in a row. They lost to the Rams 30-23, to they lost to the Lions 30-12 in Detroit, and then they lost to the Colts 22-16 to at home before defeating Dallas and then losing to Seattle in a very important playoff seeding game. So they're not a hot team. They're backing into the playoffs. And if you look at some of these teams that are in the playoffs, Cincinnati, they're playing very well. They didn't need to play Joe Burrow today. Las Vegas won this game. That's a big emotional win. Not a lot of people expected them to win this football game, even though it was at home. They are not backing into the playoffs. New England's backing in a little bit. Buffalo's playing solid football. Philadelphia, I don't want to say they're backing in, but Philadelphia hasn't beaten a team this season that has a positive record. So, I mean, that's a playoff team, but... 
how good of a playoff team is that right there as the last seed in the NFC? And Tampa Bay, they're they have Tom Brady. They're 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 not slowing down. They're a good football team as currently constructed. San Francisco winning a big emotional game. They're not backing in. Dallas isn't backing in. Pittsburgh didn't back in after winning this game against the Baltimore Ravens in a game that Baltimore really needed to possibly keep their playoff hopes alive. Kansas City not backing in. Arizona definitely backing in. And the Rams definitely backing in. So you have two teams who are kind of backing into the playoffs right now. I mean, the Rams are another team that's just, they're not playing great football as currently constructed. And what's absolutely wild about that is the Rams had a five-game winning streak before losing to the 49ers. But they did not beat the Ravens in a convincing fashion. The Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson. They did not beat the Vikings in a convincing fashion. They were both, despite Matt Stafford, who's really the one who's playing poorly. I don't want to really assign it to the entire Rams, but Stafford has not been playing all that well. And those two games against the Vikings-Ravens, those were both wins, but Matt Stafford was exposed, and he made those wins a lot tighter than they had to be. So how is he going to play once the lights are really bright? Because remember, Matt Stafford's coming over from Detroit. The Lions have been terrible his entire career. He's a great quarterback, but now he has to play in the playoffs. It's a totally different animal. So I'm excited to see how he adjusts and how he's able to kind of settle himself down and take advantage of the Cardinals' defense with the Cooper Cups of the world, the Odell Beckham Juniors, and all of those types of players. I mean, in this last game against San Francisco, he threw an interception to Ambry Thomas, shout out to the rookie from Michigan, trying to hit Odell Beckham up the sideline. It's just Matt Stafford needs to settle himself down. And I look at a lot of these playoff matchups, and we're going to learn a lot about some of these players, some of these teams, and these coaches throughout these matchups. I'm really looking forward to the 2021 playoffs, or if you want to call it the 2022 playoffs, that's fine as well. Alrighty, everybody, this is Nick Filato. I just wanted to briefly touch on some of the playoffs and just the absolute mess that we know as the New York Giants. It's been such a disappointing season from that front. But let's look forward to the playoffs, and hopefully the Giants will rebuild this team somehow. I mean, the two first-round picks, that's excellent to have. I mean, you look at the Giants' draft right now. They have the fifth selection, the seventh selection, 36th selection, the 67th, and then they have Miami's third-round pick as well, which is the 80th. So... You have five picks in the top 80, and then you have the 109, 145, 170, and 182. We're going to be covering the draft extensively here at Big Blue View. Myself, Chris Flum, the entire gang. It's going to be great. Please check us out here at Big Blue View. Check out the podcast feed, the YouTube channel, everything we have going on. I am Nick Filato. This is Filato on Football. Please, everybody, be safe, take care of yourselves, and we will talk to you soon more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. 
Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.